What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of Raw and Unscripted with yours truly, Christopher Roush, the No Excuses Coach, the place where I help you overcome your self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. Thank you guys all for being here. Yes, uh, the blossoming process is uh, is has been an interesting process. I feel like I am going through a lot of, uh, I'll be honest with you guys, I'm always honest with you guys. I feel like I'm going through a lot of stuff right now, mentally and physically. I think spiritually I'm good. I'm grounded, but mentally and physically going through a lot, a lot of shifts happening, a lot of things that are, are opening my mind to different thoughts and uh, and things about the future. So it's definitely a big, huge period of shift, uh, and I'm just embracing it, going with it, and dealing with it every moment that I possibly can. Uh, it's not always easy, but I sit there and I look at things in terms of everything that's happened in my life. I've survived 100%. I've learned a lot, mostly, and I tell my coaching clients this, I've learned most when times were tough. Like when you think, look back in your life, you don't want to repeat the times that are tough. But when you look back on them, you're like, man, I'm so glad I went through that because it made me the person I am today. And so when I think about that and I think about the times that I'm going through right now, I know down the road, I'll look back on this and I'll be like, wow, never want to go through that again. But I'm glad I went through it because again, that shift happens. And so I just invite you guys to always think about wherever you're at. The show's called Mastering Your Inner Critic, Calming the Chaos. When you have chaos in your life, sit there and look at it as an opportunity. Like, what do I get to learn from this? What, what am I supposed to be learning from this opportunity? So oftentimes we run to our short-term gratifications. We want to escape. We don't want to think about it. We want to numb and we want to hope, wish, and pray that it goes away. Or we want to figure it, we want to hope that it just figures itself out. But oftentimes we have to confront. We have to confront. We have to get raw and real with ourselves. We have to get honest with how we feel about people, about situations, about how much stuff we tolerate. It's all the stuff I talk about with my coaching clients. And so I have to turn that inward on myself. And it's not always easy and it's not always comfortable. So the last, uh, probably the last five or six days, I've been going through a lot of thinking, uh, doing some journaling. And just knowing and understanding that everything that's happened and everything that's happening is preparing me for what's next, right? And so when you think about that, there's a sense of excitement about that. What is going to happen next? And if you've never done this, this is a, this is a cool thing. I've, I've offered this out on the, on the show before. Uh, by the way, it's just you and I, us tonight. We don't have any guests. So feel free to ask me any questions and, and chime in with whatever. Um, you know, uh, uh, so what I was going to talk about is, you know, when you think about the caterpillar to the butterfly, right? The caterpillars, you know, the caterpillar, and then it goes through the metamorphosis, becomes a butterfly, gets to fly away. It's a beautiful thing. If you've ever seen the process happen, I highly, highly recommend going to Amazon um, and buying, I think it's called a bucket of caterpillars. It's something, it's something like that. So basically it's a caterpillar kit. They send it to you. They're tiny little larvae. They turn into caterpillars. You see the caterpillars obviously go through the metamorphosis, the cocooning process. It's crazy. And then you start to see things popping out of the cocoon. You start seeing the wings, everything. And then you start seeing them use their wings. And then they're still in this like cool little container, right? And, they, and then when it gets to a certain point, you go outside and you release you release the butterflies. And so we've done that twice. And it's been really a beautiful experience. I've been the one that's gotten the biggest kick out of it. Actually, we got it for Jackson to kind of show him what was going on. But me, I'm just sitting there watching and I'm thinking, man, look at that metaphor, metamorphosis. They're going through that, becoming that butterfly to go fly and to be free and to be truly who they're supposed to be, right? We all start off in a certain way in our life. And when you think about it, wherever you're at in your life, you might be blossoming into something else and someone else, right? So embrace that journey, you know, look at that, 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 that kind of inner fight as an opportunity to say, what am I really made of, right? And so many times we run away from the fact that we are stronger than we actually give ourselves credit for. You have survived 100% of the things in your life all the way, and you've done it with your but with your own psyche, with your own mind. Of course, you may have had help, but I encourage you to get the butterflies and to watch that process. It will inspire you, and it will get you to think about going through your metamorphosis as well. 
So we got Adam saying it's 3.05 a.m. What's up, buddy? Well, that's good. That's good. 3.05. I'm actually going to start getting up at 5 o'clock again. I'm going to start going to the gym super early. I'm going through this process where I'm really evaluating how I spend my time. And if I get up in the gym, if I get up and go to the gym, like really at 5 o'clock in the morning, if I get there 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5.15, I can do my workout. I can be back here by 6.15, 6.30. I can get my son up, get him ready for school, walk him to school, come back here, do some other stuff. And I've got some things lined up. I've got a, a business office that uh, some friends of mine have got. So I'm going to start doing some of my work out of an office uh, instead of doing it here out of the studio. So there's just a lot of things that are shifting, but that's one of the things I'm going to be doing is getting up in, in the, in the early, uh, Cheryl cross says, uh, Oh, wow. Hello, bro. Ha ha ha. We'll connect for sure. Um, thank you for being here. I appreciate you. Uh, Adam says here, right on brother, gonna try and get some more sleep, big day tomorrow. And I'll be taking one of my barriers in the morning, which I know I'll kick ass of it all day saying, watch the space. Adam is going to blow up this uh, self-confidence, right? Blow up in a good way, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, in case the FCC is listening to that, man, I'm so proud of you. I'm proud of you, brother. I know that there've been challenges and I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm so excited to see you skyrocket and taking your psych classes and everything else. we got Nelly in the house. What's up, Nelly? She says, uh, how do y'all in the case, if you're looking at it on the screen, it's hooked on humanity. Nelly is a phenomenal soul. She knits scarves and blankets and for the homeless. And she's just a, a beautiful ray of sunshine. She's a, a big supporter of Ron and scripted. So thank you, Nelly, for being here. Thank you for being so supportive and, and sharing your time with us. So, um, by the way, anytime you guys have questions tonight, talking about mastering your inner critic or calming the chaos, feel free to chime in. But, uh, truth be told, what I did is I went and posted, uh, if you're not a part of it already, I encourage you to go be a part of it. The raw and unscripted group on Facebook. It's a private community. I think we've got about 800 people in there, 850 people in there started with one person. And then, uh, we've grown and, uh, people who, who dig to be there, dig to be there. But uh, I put it out there last week that this was going to be a solo show. And of course, I'm here to serve. And I said, what things do you guys want me to talk about? Because recently I did a show called Q&A. Uh, what was it called? Uh, answering your questions. Answer your questions live. I had, uh, honest to God, I did that. I put that on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, Facebook group page, Facebook page. And I came back with 20 questions. People sent in 20 questions during that show. If you want to go check it out, that's episode number... Um, actually, no, actually, I, that was a special event. I did that as a special event. I did something else recently, but anyway, I got through eight questions. <laughs> I got through eight questions in an hour because I'm very verbose and I like to give you guys a lot of value. Um, so if you want to go check that out, you can go check it out. You can go to youtube.com forward slash Christopher Roush. You can find the show there. Um, but I got through eight questions. So if, uh, let's see this, how many questions do we get this time? Let's see, I didn't put it in number format. So let me see, let's change that to numbers. So actually for tonight's show, I got nine questions. So let's see if I can get through nine questions tonight. If I can get through those, and then perhaps I'll answer some of these other ones because I couldn't get to those other ones. And I promised everybody that I would do another show to get through those questions too, because I felt bad. But thank you for sending me your questions. I love answering your questions. I love serving. I know not everybody can afford coaching and I we're truly am here to serve. And so that's my heart. That's what I want to do because God's honest truth, in case you're not familiar with me, Every day when I wake up, I say what I'm grateful for, and I say what my intentions are, and then I say now I now I say what my 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 I can talk my I am statement. See, I get excited, so I say what I'm grateful for. I'm grateful for the fact my son's sleeping in the room next to me. I'm grateful for da 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 da. da. Then I set the intention, and the first intention that I set is this: that I will use my words and my actions to make the world a better place for who I am and what I do. And that's a part of my legacy. That's a part of my eulogy. So if this is the last thing I ever do, God forbid, I fall down the stairs, I have a heart attack, whatever happens, this is the last thing I do. My son can watch this and say, wow, dad was living on point. 
and you all my all my friends and all my you know fans followers whatever you want to call them i don't even like that word we're all family that's what i call you guys the misfits for life in case you're new to us you're a misfit so we're all a misfit together we're misfits for for life but this last thing i do then i've lived my intention i've lived my legacy and when you think about calming the chaos when you think about mastering the inner critic if you're on point for who you want to be remembered for then that, that calms that inner voice. It's when we get derailed, it's when we get caught up in the ego. It's, it's when we get caught up in the external validation of who we're becoming or the, or the desire for possessions or the desire for other things to make us feel better. I know that I'm feeling great when I'm doing this, right? I could do this for hours. I could literally do a fucking telethon 24 hours and talk and share my, share my wisdom. And I said, brilliance, share my wisdom. And, um, and I'd be living in my truth, right? So when you're thinking about mastering that chaos and you're mastering that inner critic, why is that inner critic going off? Is it, is it because you're being incongruent? Is it because you're tolerating bullshit in your life that you shouldn't be? Or is there something else going on? So I invite you to really consider that. Um, we got Serena Buffalino on the house. She says, hi, honey, what's up? Serena Buffalino, help heal humanity. You gotta go, just gotta go check it out. It's uh, it's the, I'm on the board of directors with the organization. It's an amazing organization. We got Holly in the house. Uh, Holly says, excited for the podcast tonight. Hoping to use some takeaways for my teenagers. Yes, Holly, I think, did you ask a question? No, you're not on the list. Um, we had, I've got everybody's name here on the list, but, uh, feel free to ask any questions tonight, put it in the chat right here and I'll make sure I answer them. Um, so we'll make sure we get you through these questions. We'll make sure we get through your questions. And then if we have any time left over, I'll tell a joke or I'll sing or I'll play guitar. I'll tell you what, yeah, if you stay all to the way to the end, if there's time, I'll play guitar. I've been playing guitar again. So, uh, appreciate you guys for being here. So without any further ado, let me just shut up and answer some of these questions. What do you say? Because I could go on and just talk about, uh, mastering your inner critic and calming the chaos for the rest of the night. So Susan Day asked the question, she said, making changes in yourself and the steps to changing your life. And then, uh, thank you, Susan, for that. I appreciate it. Susan's a longtime supporter of the show. I hope you're watching. If you're not, I know she's going to be catching it on replay, uh, making changes in yourself and the steps to changing your life. Let's talk about that for a second. And then it kind of goes in line with what I was saying before. For me, when you know where you're going, you, you have to plan the route to get there, right? So if I sit there and if you're in Southern California, you say, I'm going to go to Disney World in Florida, what are you going to do? The first thing you're going to do at this day and age is you're going to put it in MapQuest or you're going to put it in, uh, in Google Maps. You're going to put it in Waze and it's going to tell you step-by-step how to get there. So you have a vision of where you're going. So when you're doing that and you're planning that, you have a vision of what it is that you want to do when you get there. Oh, we get to Disney World. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to have this fun. We're going to have this experience. I want to have these emotions. We're kind of detailing what it is that we want. We're thinking with the end in mind. And so Susan, I really want you to consider this thinking with the end in mind. And that's why I go back to the eulogy. If you've not written your eulogy, I highly, highly recommend doing it. All my coaching clients do it. They don't necessarily want to do it because who wants to think about their death, right? But it's going to happen. We're all going to get there. We're, some of us might get there sooner than later. I just found out a buddy of mine lost his brother in a, in a freak gas accident in his apartment. Just poof, you know, gone. You never know. And that's not morbid and that's not dark. That's life. So when you think with the end in mind, like, who am I becoming? Who do I really, truly want to become? And you're thinking about making changes in your life. You have that vision of yourself. I have that vision of myself that I'm going to be married. I have a vision for myself. I want to be retired. I'm a vision for myself. I'm going to be financially secure. Okay, back that up. What would be the things that would happen right before that? And what would be the things that would happen right before that? And what would be the things that happened right before that? And then you get to today. Okay, what are the things that I can do today? First and foremost, if you want to make changes in your life, it starts with you. So if you have any blame or animosity or anger towards somebody else, and you feel like you're in the situation because of somebody else, you got to cut that bullshit out. You got to sit there and take responsibility. Go to the accountability mirror, go to the mirror and tell yourself you're the one fucking making the choices. Now, somebody may have put you in a situation way before, but you're the one that's putting yourself in the situation right now by remaining a victim. 
Now there's two there's two parts in life that you according to Christopher Roush, you can be a victim or you can be a victor. Right. And you're thinking about that. If you ever want to read a great book, uh, uh, Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl, when you think about Victor, I think about that. Um, he was in Auschwitz camp and he talked about the fact that, you know, you can you can do all, anything you want to me, but you can never make me change how it is that I feel about a situation. That's my choice. And so if you're thinking about changing your life and you have a vision for who you're going to become, think about that. How can I let go? How can I have forgiveness for the people that have potentially wronged me? How can I look at the fact that what they did, they actually did for me because it helped me learn a lesson. Maybe I don't trust people as well, but now I'm a little bit more guarded. I'm not going out there and being as free with myself or my body or anything else. You know, think about what it is that you've learned. And also, if it's somebody that did, did something to you or they were mean to you, whatever it is, ask yourself this. If I had gone through all the things that they went through and experienced it, and during the times that they experienced it, might I have been like them? Because we know hurt people hurt people, right? And so when you're thinking about that, when I think about my mom, you know, I had a lot of animosity and anger towards my mom. I understood her, but there was still this part of me that said, mom, why couldn't you have like gotten rid of the cats? Why, why did we have to be homeless? Why did, why couldn't I have gone back to school? Why did I always have to be last on the list? Right. It was the cats, the dogs, the cigarettes, the beer. And then there was food for us. Why couldn't, why wasn't I never important enough? And I carried that with myself, my, my worthiness, my value, um, trying to get validation and self-love for a lot of my life, probably up until my mid forties, when I really started doing work and started getting coaches and getting into masterminds and started looking at these things like, wow, it's not all about that. And so when I put myself in my mother's shoes, like what would it have been like if I was born in 1942? What was going on in the, in the economy? What was going on in the world? What was going on in the wars? What was going on in the presidency? What was that? How would it have been if I was born to young parents who were in their early 20s, right? How would it have been if I would have been four years old and they got a divorce and I had to go live with my schizophrenic mother who let me only focus on schoolwork and not ever have any relationships until I was 15 years old when I went to, off to UC Santa Barbara. And then I found out there was a whole other world out there. And I went stark raving mad and went crazy with about boys and drugs and everything. Then there was the 60s and free love and drugs. And then there was the 70s and the da da da. Might I have been like her, right? And so when I look back on my life, and especially when I wrote this book, which will be coming out early January, January 24, it's just you and me, you kid, you can find it at it's just you and me kid.com. Yeah. I know I said it was going to come out this fall, but, um, I've decided that it's better to make it better than have it right. than put it out too early and not have it exactly the way I want it to be. So it's just you and me kid.com. You guys can go check it out. Um, you know, when I sat there and I thought about, I always wanted her to be the perfect mom, like Mrs. Cunningham, Mrs. Brady, whatever, but she did the best she could with what she had. And because of how I grew up and because of how I chose to be a victor in my own life, I'm the man I am standing in front of you guys today. So I appreciate the fact that I went through that turmoil. So I forgave her. I actually have a lot of empathy and a lot of love for her. I feel bad for her. Right. And so in writing this book, I was able to have that perspective. So if there's somebody in your life that's like, oh, they did this to me. And well, then you need to let that go. If you really truly want to change your life, you got to change your perspective about your life. And you got to get excited about your life. You can't have, you can't be afraid of your life. You can't be always living in the fear. Oh, well, what if I make a mistake or what if I screw that up? No, it isn't a mistake. It isn't a screw up. It's another way of learning another way not to do it. And so Susan, when you're thinking about making changes in yourself and, and changes in your life, have a clear vision of who you're going to be coming, let go of the past and all the other, the, the things that, that are holding you back because the past is just electrical energy in your brain. It's nothing else. And sit there and decide today, what can I do? What can I do? So I highly subscribe to the fact that I write shit down. I have a pen and paper right here. So write down on a piece of paper every single day, three needle movers. What are three actions that you can take every single day that by doing so will make you a better person, will get you to that end result, right? 
So who is it that you're becoming? What is it that I need to change? And the first thing you need to do is take care of yourself. And I call it the five. You need sleep, hydration, nutrition, exercise, and vitamin D. Paramount, paramount. I coach so many people and they don't take care of themselves in those five areas. And guess what? When they start doing that on a consistent basis in the first six weeks, it's incredible. Oh my God, Chris, I have so much energy. Oh my God, I didn't realize how bad I was eating. I didn't realize how much sleep, how crappy my sleep was. I didn't realize I, I, I should drink more water, right? I see you guys know I have water right here. Half our body weight in ounces of water every single day, kids, right? So if you're 100 pounds, drink 50 ounces of water a day. Um, I can't tell you how massive that is. Our body's like 70 or 80% water, but yet if we're not taking care of ourselves and we're not nourishing ourselves, then guess what? We're not operating at optimal efficiency, right? If I gave you a Ferrari tomorrow and, and you put fucking unleaded gas in it, guess what? It run like shit. If you put diesel gas in it, it'd even run worse. It probably wouldn't even run at all. But if you put premium, you put the best in there, guess what? You're going to get the best performance out of it. And the same thing with our body, what you eat, how you sleep, getting exercise, vitamin D. There was a period where I didn't see the sun for about two weeks. It was years and years ago here in California. It actually rained for two weeks and I was in a funk. I was in a funk. I couldn't figure out what the hell was wrong with me. And I'm like, fuck, I haven't seen the sun in, in, in two weeks. And so I actually had a vitamin analysis done. I, I said, well, let me find out where I'm deficient in vitamins and found out I was deficient in D and magnesium. So I guess what? This is, this is not a commercial or this, this is fucking proof. There's magnesium right there. I take it every single day. I take my regular vitamins, but I take that. Here's a new one I was just turned on to. Natosura. Sura, it's, a, it's for blood pressure. I just, uh, I, I take vitamins. I take a bunch of vitamins in the morning. They're already prepackaged. So Again, so if you want to change yourself, start changing what it is that you're doing, what it is you're putting in your body, and have a clear vision of who it is that you're becoming. Um, let's see what's going on. So let me uh, let me uh, let me answer Holly's question right here. So what's up, one Holly? Holly says my question would be best ways to teach my teen boys not to have that negative self talk. Yeah, you know what? Um, you know, teenagers are funny. Teenagers are funny. Um, I've coached a few teenagers in my life. You know, parents have come to me like, "Can you coach my kids?" I, I mean, it's, it's tough. They have to want to change. They have to see it for themselves. So when they sit there and say, I always screwed up, but here's, here's something you could do. Here's something super easy. Always and never those two words, ask them to eliminate that. So like, I always screw up. I never get my homework, right? I can never get the girl. I always have at, you know, when you put always and never that makes something absolute. And that doesn't give you any hope or promise that anything can change. So the first thing you can do about negative self-talk is get always and never out of there and change the word to yet. Oh, I always suck at my math or maybe I'll get better. Um, maybe, maybe it's, it's not yet that I've gotten better with my math. There's a couple of different ways I can go with that. So the power of perhaps, perhaps I can get better at my math. If I get a tutor, perhaps I can get better at my math. If I give it more attention, perhaps I can get better at my math. If I stop doing this other stupid shit, perhaps. So perhaps is a great word. And yet is another word. So I haven't landed the right girl yet. Instead of saying I could never get the right girl, say, I haven't got the right girl yet because it hasn't been the right time yet, but perhaps it's going to be the right time. So actually I do a whole bunch of stuff in my coaching all about negative self-talk. So when you think about that, um, tell them to put a rubber band around their wrist and when they catch themselves being negative, have them snap it and have them change that, that vernacular to be something that's positive, be something that's constructive, right? And there's all oh, things are always going to be bad and da -da. no, things aren't always going to be bad. Have they always been bad in the past? Yes or no? No, they haven't. Okay. Tell me about three good things that have happened in the last year. Bom, bom, bom. So here, here it is. I'll give you this other thing too. A reticular activation system, RAS. You know, when you think about buying a new car, what is it? You go out and test drive a new car. You see that fucking car everywhere. Oh, there it is. There it is. There it is. There it is. It becomes front of mind. So if I give you this exercise right now, look around your room and tell me everything that's blue. We'll just do it real quick. 
everything look around your room right now wherever you're at tell me everything that's blue like i'll do it that's blue that's blue that's blue um that's blue that's blue that's blue okay that's blue okay so you did it did you do it fucking better have do it okay tell me what was red chris you were you were you were you were you were telling me to look for blue same thing tell your boys to start looking for the things that they want most start having them build action plans in every single day have them start their day with affirmations you know i'm a positive person have them listen to to some youtube videos where they do i am statements or they do affirmation videos or they sit there and they talk about positive things have them start their day listening to that they oh mom that's stupid i don't want to do it then say okay then continue doing what you've done because you're going to continue to get what you've got and i was that guy i was super negative but guess what when somebody gave me some tony robbins cassette tapes uh which i was like i was probably about 16. i just got in a car um and and they gave me this the the tony robbins uh what's the first one um geez i always forget it i don't have it anymore i used to keep it for for posterity reasons whatever his first cassette tape was um i'm gonna draw a blank put in the chat if you guys remember what it is um not the power of now da, da, da. but anyways so i put it i'm like what band is this man was this like a box set or something like that and he goes no it's a personal development person and so i started listening to the cassette tapes and i started rewiring my brain and that's what it got me into personal development in the first place that's why i started listening to les brown and zig ziglar and mark victor hansen and all the different people and i started really immersing myself in that and i started rewiring my brain so your boys have to want to change what it is they're doing it's not going to be easy but every single day and every single way that compound interest will build on itself. And by the time they're 20 or by the time they're 18, whatever their age they're at now, they start rewiring themselves. And another fact about that is to, is to ask them who they're hanging out with. When I was hanging out with stoners and druggies and, and drinkers and partiers, guess what I was the king. <laughs> I was, but it wasn't until that I started going to college and I started realizing I can't continue to do these things with these people yet have this vision of myself to go do that. And so all my quote on friends and homies and everything were like, oh, he's going to go to college. He's going to be a smart guy and he's going to fucking leave us behind. He's going to make us feel stupid and da, da, da. And I'm like, no, man, we could all still be cool, but I'm going to go do this thing because I want to better myself. And so unfortunately, the, the, the road came to pass where I had to wish all those guys well. And sadly, um, a number of them, one of them wound up in prison. I can tell you this, honestly, one of them wound up in the Nevada state prison. He was one of my mentors and he actually went down the hill. Uh, another guy, Steve Rainey, he killed himself. Another guy, Frankie, who was my drug dealer. He wound up uh, dead. Um, Robert went and overdosed on cocaine and then he found Jesus. And now we don't talk anymore. Um, so sometimes you have to wish those people. Well, I mean, not sometimes a lot of times, and that's tough because you're, you're with your crowd and you're with your homies. But when you get around people who are doing the things that you want to do and guess what? You want them to be smarter than you. It's incredible what happens. I mean, I joined a mastermind in 2013 with Patricia. That's where I met Patty. And when I got in the room and I wasn't the smartest guy in the room, which I used to be because I liked it because it made me feel really good to be the smartest guy in the room. When I got around people who were brighter than smarter than me, I went, Ooh, I got to do what that guy's doing. Oh, I got to do what that guy's doing. I need that guy as a mentor. I need that guy as a coach. Oh my God. Let me go get in that person's little class. So again, when you're thinking about it, so tell your boys, Get them around the people that they want to be around. Tell them to eliminate the negative self-talk by eliminating always and never and changing with perhaps and, and yet. And uh, and tell them to start reading books. And if you need books, titles, I can give them to you at the wazoo. Uh, it's something I used to do for people. I don't really don't do it anymore because um, uh, people sit there and say like, Chris, I want your coaching, but I can't afford it. And I would say, okay, go read these five books and tell me three things out of each book that you apply consistently for six months. And I guarantee you, you'll get better than anything that I could coach you on. And I could tell you this, I probably offered that 
a couple hundred times. I think there's probably been about 10 or 15 people, 10 or 15 people that have ever completed that. And those 10 or 15, 10 or 15 people are rocking it. So we can do that for you. So thank you for that question. I hope that answers it. Let me know in the chat if that did answer that. And let me know if there's any aspect of that, that I, that I missed. Um, I got Tonya Davis in the house. What's up? Healthy communities and thriving communities. Thank you for being here, Tonya Davis. She goes, yep, that'll do it. Uh, what else does she say here? Um, I take liquid vitamin D. Awesome. Smart, smart person. Um, also says here, find a mentor for your teen. They don't like to listen to mom. <laughs> that is so true. So true. Nelly saying here, she goes, Chris, that is a brilliant idea. I wish I had thought of that myself. Well, thank you very much, but uh, it doesn't matter who thinks of it. It matters who implements it. Huh? Huh? Who's going to implement it? Who's going to, I don't know which idea that was. Let me know which idea that was. Um, Holly says back here, uh, the person that asked the question says, thank you. I love that. Always and never suggestion. It's massive. It's truly, truly massive. Cause we just cut ourselves off at the knees. Oh, I always screw up. I never do this. I always, uh, it's always going to be a blah, 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 blah. No, 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 it isn't. It isn't. You have the power. We have the power to change that right now. Yes, we do. Um, Nelly says here, it is a good idea to be around people. I think are further along than I am and the things that I want to learn more of. Yes. A thousand percent, a thousand percent. I used to have lunch every quarter with a, a gentleman here in Riverside in person, you know, cause we do a lot of things virtual these days. Um, I call him, his name, his name's Stan Morrison. You can look him up. He used to be Shaquille O'Neal's head coach for UCLA or something like that. But once a, once a quarter, I would go have lunch with him. I would say, Hey Stan, can I take you out to lunch? Most of the time he would pay because he was, you know, that's the way he was. He was six foot eight. He's this big dude, you know, awesome. Um, we've kind of gone separate ways, you know, unfortunately due to politics and whatnot, which is fine. You know, it's fine. If you, if you, if you want to isolate yourself because you have a certain belief and I don't share that belief, that's, that's totally up to you. That was a kind of a, an upsetting aspect of our relationship, but I wish the guy well, I think he's amazing, but unfortunately I don't subscribe to the, some of the conspiracy things that he thought was important. And then I told him that I didn't subscribe to him and then you know, we just got, we just got uh, separated, which is fine. I appreciate the time that we had and still love them to pieces. And uh, that is that. So um, more questions. We don't have any more questions right here. Thank you guys. If you're digging this shit, please share it out. Please share it out on social media and say, hey, I'm learning this stuff. This guy is pretty cool. Um, he's a spaz, but uh, he's really sharing some cool, really stuff. So thank you guys for doing that, sharing your social, social currency. Do my Sean Connery, do some social currency. All right, next question from David Libby asking for help. Lots of people I know are great at helping others and afraid to ask the same people for help. David, 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 brother, brother, brother. I know David's probably listening, going to be listening in the morning because he's uh, he's up in Canada and he's he works an early job. But David, thank you for that question. Asking for help. Yeah. So many times we think that's a sign of weakness. That's a sign of fucking strength. Sitting there saying, hey, you know what? I need help. And I'm the first fucking guy to tell you that back in the day, I would not ask for help. I would sit there and use it as a badge of honor. Like, I'll figure this out. I'm a lone wolf. I got this all to myself. I don't want to think it like I'm weak because I have to ask for help. But I learned, I learned when I wasn't successful that the people that are successful ask for help. I sit there and say, hey, listen, I don't know that. Can you help me with that? Hey, can I pay you for that? Right? Asking for help is a sign of strength. And so when you think about that, it's that ego. Oh, I don't want to appear vulnerable. Vulnerability is a strength, fuckers. Vulnerability is a strength. Like when you get real and wrong with yourself and you go to somebody and I can go to Patty and say, hey, Patty, I need your help. I'm not feeling so great today. I'm feeling kind of down. I'm feeling kind of low. Can you help me? Can you pick up my spirits? Right? I don't want that. Some people say there are no excuses, coach. The fucking Mr. Motivator, Mr. Master Motivator and all that. He gets down. If you, if you think badly of me because I have down days, then you're not part of my tribe. And that's okay. I wish you well. 
So if somebody puts you down or sits there and, oh, I thought you had it all figured out, Mr. Tough Guy, then sit there and say, you know what? You're one of the five that I need to get off my list. And so now I need to go surround myself with somebody when I ask them a question and say, hey, I'm having a bad moment or I need some help, that they sit there and say, you know what, Chris? Thank you for coming to me and asking for help. I appreciate that. What can I do for you? Because when we give, we get. And sometimes what we need to do is we need to have that reciprocity in our life to sit there and say, and I'm one of those guys, I'm raising my, both of my hands. I have been guilty of it so many times. I want to help, 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 help. But guess what started happening when I started asking for help? The help that I was giving to people really magnified. And so it's pretty incredible what it is that you can do. So, um, so asking for people are, are afraid to ask for the same help. Don't be afraid, right? Go out and make it a list, make a list of a couple of people that you want to go ask for help. And even if it's your dad, your mom, or your brother, your sister, whoever it might be, somebody at work, go say, hey, listen, you know what? I'm going to fall on my sword right here. You know, I'm, I'm really bad at doing this, but I see that you're really great in this particular area. And I would love to know more about this. Would you mind if I took you out to lunch and learned a little bit more about what you do? Right. And you think about that because it's not the, when you get the ego out of the way, right. And you sit there and you get real and raw with yourself. How do we get better? We get better. If I read the, if, I, if you read my book, that's asking for help. You're sitting there saying, Hey, I'm going to buy this book for 20 bucks because I need help in this particular area. And then I read the book, right? So when you're thinking about asking for help, that is a sign of strength every day in every way you should be asking for help and, and, and being there and to offer help. It's not a sign of weakness. And it's a matter of really that reciprocity in the world. When you put out in that world to sit there and say, Hey, I'm willing to receive, you get so much more. So I hope that makes sense. I hope that answers your question. Um, let's see what, uh, uh, Nelly says here, she goes, the idea was to intentionally look for what you want. That's a great thinking strategy for teens in their young life. hundred percent, hundred percent. The people I know that are successful have a clear vision, right? When you start to visualize, this is another component of that. I can't visualize very well. I have what's called aphastasia, which is apparently where I can't really see pictures in my mind. When I try to close my mind and picture like a 57 Chevy, I see little aspects of it, but I can't see like clearly a, a 57 Chevy. If you look it up, it's kind of crazy. But yet sometimes when I dream, I can see clearly, which is something I've been working on. I'm like, okay, what's the disconnect on that? Because if I could do it when I'm dreaming, I can't, should be able to do it while I'm awake. So there is some sort of mental disconnect on that, which I'm personally working on. I'm kind of eager to figure that out. Um, but when you think about it, you've had a bad dream, you wake up in the middle of the night and you're like, oh my God, and you're sweating and your pulse is racing and you feel like, oh my God, I just fell off a cliff or I just had, you know, I was just running backwards in glue, whatever it might be for you. Your mind doesn't know the difference between real reality and perceived reality. So when you think about that, when you visualize over and over again, that's another part of my practice that I do in the morning is I visualize myself. I've done this for years. I know one day I'm going to walk out on stage to ACDC, Highway to Hell. Then I'm walking out and I'll say, and I go walk out and the, the curtains open behind me. I've got Ron and scripted up on the, on the lights and I'm seeing everybody dancing and like go throw me the metal signs. And I'm just like, I walk out there and I grab the microphone. And I go, what's up fuckers. Are you ready to rock? And then I do a whole motivational thing, a whole like three day seminar. And I can see it, the, the neon lights behind me and Ron and scripted almost like ACDC. And so I see that every single day. So I put that into my brain. I know one day what it's going to happen. I'm going to walk out on stage. I'm going to fucking start crying. And that's okay. That's great. Crying is great, by the way. Um, so David, I hope I asked that I'll answer that question for you. I want to get moving on because I realize I'm long in the tooth and it's already been 37 minutes. Uh, Walter McKinney in the house. What's up? Welcome back from Alaska. Looking forward to hearing what's going on with you. He says, yo, 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 what's up, brother? 
just rocking and rolling, baby. Just rocking and rolling. Just uh, having a, a lot of interesting experiences since you've been gone. So uh, looking forward to catching up with you. Walter's a dear brother of mine. You got to have people in your life you talk to every single week that lift you up. You got to have people that you can be honest with and vulnerable with. And Walt's one of those guys. My sister Patricia is the same way. I know it's Patricia here, but I call her Patty. Still feels weird kind of calling you Patty, but I still, that's, that's, that's the inner thing. Um, uh, Patricia says here, wisdom exudes from this brilliant man. Oh, you're so sweet. If you can work, uh, if you can walk beyond your ego, log in and hire Chris and read this book when it comes out. Thank you. Yes, actually, Patricia uh, wrote the forward to it, uh, which is amazing. Every time I read it, it fucking makes me cry. Uh, so thank you, Patty, for being here and uh, and saying those beautiful words. I love you and I appreciate you. We'll be talking either after this or tomorrow because we can't stay in touch as well. And by the way, little sneak peek, this lady and I watch us in January. I'm just going to say something. Raw synchronicity. That's all I'm going to say. Raw synchronicity. Let me know how that lands for you guys. That'll be kind of cool. Well, it says here, uh, visualize it, then take, then take the stage. The, I got, I got my, I might have to start wearing my glasses. Visualize it, then take the steps to make the dream a reality. I thought I'd retire at 55 and I did it at 54. Mm-hmm. Amen, brother. That's what's up. That's what's up. You got to have that vision. You got to take those steps. You got to take that imperfect action. I've been telling that to people all the time lately. Like, Chris, why are you successful? I'm like, because I fucking took imperfect action every single day and I learned from it and I adjusted and I kept going and I created the life that I have today. And now I'm creating the life that I'll have tomorrow. And then tomorrow I'll create the life that I'll have after the day after that. All right. Shut up, Chris. Uh, Ted Legal says here, uh, I hope I pronounced your last name uh, correctly, Ted. Ted's a longtime supporter of the show. He says, how to keep business going during low sales months. Well, this is really not about sales or stuff like that, but I can tell you this. Dr. Wayne Dyer said, if you continue to do what you've always done, you will continue to get what you've always got. So when you think about that, so many, so many times we sit there and go, well, I'm going to try this marketing strategy. I'm going to try this. I'm going to try that. How about trying something fucking completely different, right? What is the competitor doing? What are all the other competitors doing? What is it that you can do uniquely different? Can you reach out to your prospects one-on-one? -on -one? Can you do a, a personalized video? to your prospects. Maybe so you have, so you have some warm, some warm leads. And what would it be like if you sat there and got on camera and said, Hey, Chris, I know we've talked in the past, but I just want to send you this personalized greeting to let you know that we've got a special going on. Uh, I realize that, you know, these are your pain points in your particular business. And here's how I can solve those for you. Can you imagine what it would be like if you just invested a little bit of your, your, your hard earned money in my particular product and service, what it would be like a couple of months down the road for the ROI on that investment. Here are the couple of things that I can do. And actually, you know what, better than me just telling you right now, I'd love to buy you a cup of coffee over zoom and just kind of listen and just reconnect with you and see what it is that we can do together to expand on your business. So again, Ted, you got to think about all the different things. One thing I loved about uh, the mastermind that I was in with Patricia, uh, Craig Deswalt, uh, the rock star marketing guy, is he talked about creative, different out of the box ideas for getting people's attention. Like one time I remember what he did was he was trying to get this brand advertising agency or something like that. He went to a junkyard and he bought a VW window or VW door and he rolled, the, he put a sign on the window and they sent the door, had it personally delivered and they rolled up the window and it was some sort of creative ad and it was something talking about cars or vehicles. I can't remember exactly what it was. So in your, in your low sales month, Ted, think about what it is that you can do differently. What different aspects of your, your product offering can you change? What nuances can you put on there? What, what, what additional personalization can you give to that? People want to feel seen and heard and understood. And when you make your customers feel like that, that's what I do with my clients. It's pretty incredible that connection, right? So deepen that connection with your customers, deepen that connection with your clients and sit there and find out what it is that they truly want and think about the things. And, and, and the other thing I would say 
also in sales, sales is always constantly evolving and changing. Like get a podcast together, start becoming the subject matter expert at that, start doing TikTok videos. I got a friend of mine in sales. He started doing TikTok videos. He's now become the expert. His business has grown like 10 times over. So when you think about that, what nuance, well, how can I use social media? How can I use AI? How can I use chat GPT? Right. I'm, I'm dabbling in it a little bit, but you know, there are other opportunities out there. So do something different every single day, get step outside your comfort zone, be known as the subject matter expert in your situation. I'm not sure what you're selling, so I can't really go into detail with that, but uh, find out what other people are doing to change their trajectory, become a part of sales groups and follow that. Google that shit every day, read trade publications. But again, think about what it is that you can do a little bit differently. And, uh, and, and I promise you that will change for you as well. Um, let's see. Uh, Walt says here, I had sales folks at ADP start sending me individual videos to clients using their name and connecting point and a solution focused approach. Sales went through the roof. Exactly what I'm talking about. Personal touches are the way, uh, so key versus spam, which we see too often. Yeah. And fucking for God's sakes, Jesus fucking Christ. Walt knows I'm going to go off on a bent on this one. Don't make a connection on LinkedIn or fucking social media and sit there and say, hi, would you like more clients? Would you like, fuck? oh, that is so, build relationship. Build, think long-term, think long-term, get to know the person, get to know what's going on, provide them some solutions. Hey, provide them an article, but don't sit there and go right into their DMs and sit there and say, oh, I could do this. You know how many people I have fucking floored recently? Like, seriously, I'm like, you need a coach. You don't, you didn't need a sales yeah, you know, don't even get me started. So that's what I'm going to say to Ted. Um, what's going on? Thank you all for that. Appreciate you guys being here. Hope you guys are finding value out of this. I'm having a good time. So Rob White says, doing the same thing over and over again, getting the same results. That's the definition of insanity. Stop doing it, Rob. <laughs> I know Rob personally. Stop doing it, right? You got to break the style. You just got to wake up one day and say, fuck, stop. I'm not going to do this anymore. I am not going to do this anymore. I'm not going to continue doing it over and over again, expecting different results. Again, when you have a big enough, why you have a big enough, how, and so oftentimes we do things, Tony Robbins talks about this. I can't take credit for it. We do things to avoid pain or to gain pleasure. Right. And so many times we're trying to avoid the pain or we're trying to gain the pleasure. But when you sit there and think about doing the same thing over and over again, what are you running from? Right. I asked, I asked my potential clients a lot of times when we're doing these introductory calls, I'm like, what are you running from? What are you afraid of? right? Going deep. You know, when you get to the root of a situation, not just the symptom of a situation, when you get to the root of what's fucking going on, why are you repeating that pattern? Because it's comfortable. It's safe. It's certain. It's predictable. I know what's going to happen. It makes me feel good to know, right? When you get comfortable being uncomfortable, and I suggest my clients ever this, and I do this every week, one thing every out of your comfort zone, every single week, I'm doing something completely out of my comfort zone. I'm not even really talking about it because it's just a private thing, but I'm doing something completely out of my comfort zone right now because I know I need to shake shit up. And so when you start doing that, when you get out of your comfort zone, guess what you do? You get a different perspective. Oops. Hang on. My stand-up desk is going up. I'm not standing up desk. My desk thinks I'm standing up. So when you shift your perspective just a little bit, right? What can I do a little bit differently about this thing? If it's my job, if I keep doing, if I keep allowing the same person to piss me off, it's my marriage. If I keep doing, if I keep tolerating things, right? The cycle of insanity is probably due to the fact that you're tolerating things, Rob. Write down on a piece of paper what you're tolerating from yourself, what you're tolerating from others, and what you're tolerating from inanimate objects. Do that for a week. And then when you get to that list and you think it's done, tell yourself, fuck off, because there's probably more. You're not being honest with yourself. When you realize how much shit you're really tolerating, it's pretty incredible. So when you sit there and say, okay, what if I didn't tolerate a third of these things? 
What if I didn't tolerate a third of these things? How much more capacity would I have to think differently, to be different, to have more self-confidence, to have more self-control, to have more mindset mastery, to get rid of my excuses, right? We can talk about excuses all day long. What are we going to do to change that stuff? And so when you get real and honest with yourself, like, man, I tolerate a, a lot of stuff. That's probably why I keep doing the same thing over and over again, because I don't want to deal with it. I'm afraid of it. I know it's going to be painful and I know it's going to be hard. You know, so many people's like, Chris, it's going to be hard. I hear that all the fucking time. I'm like, it's going to be so hard. Yeah, it's going to be hard. I'm not going to fucking lie to you. I've helped people end marriages. I've helped people leave uh, like long-term careers that made a lot of money. Is it going to be hard? Yeah. But guess what? Guess what? Listen to me, folks. It's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it. Again, when you look back on your life, when did you learn and grow the most? When things were easy or when things were hard and challenging? Right? I went through a divorce at 23. I was alone for a fucking year. I didn't know who I was. I had to spend a year by myself to figure out who I was because I got so lost in the definition of insanity, doing things over and over because my wife didn't have the self-confidence to let me go do other things. And so I spent a year trying to rediscover myself. And then finally was like, okay, here's who I am. So if you're doing the same thing over and over again, ask yourself, who are you? Who am I? Am I happy being who I am? Am I happy in my relationship? Am I happy in my job? If you can't answer yourself honestly and say, no, I'm miserable, then chances are you might need to make different decisions. And yeah, it's going to be hard, but let's again, visualize. What is it going to be like a year or two down the road once I end this thing that I'm miserable in? I'm going to be happy. What is it going to feel like if I meet the right person and I have the relationship that I deserve? What is it going to feel like if I end this career that I'm comfortably miserable in and I take the chance and I go on and I start my business and maybe I don't make as much money. Maybe I have to fucking eat uh, top ramen and macaroni and cheese. But what is it going to feel like in a year or two when I'm successful? How am I going to look back on the situation and go, fuck, I wish I'd have done that sooner. You, I can't tell you how many times, guys, that people I've coached have sat there and said, Chris, I wish I would have hired you sooner. I wish I would have done this sooner. You know, I knew I had to rip the Band-Aid off. So there you go, Rob. If you continue to do the same thing over and over again, it's going to be hard. But on the other side of it, it's going to be so, so worth it. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Nelly's saying here, thank you guys for chiming in with me. It makes me feel less alone, like just sitting here in my office talking. And that's why I usually have guests. Um, Nelly says here, seems like more different perspectives you can get, the greater you can understand yourself and the more develop more empathy. hundred percent, hundred percent. It is. It's all about shifting that perspective. And we're not looking for major gains and, and changes every single day. It's just about getting real with yourself. And that's something that I'm going through myself right now. Like when you get real and raw with yourself and go, you know what, is this really serving my greater good? Like ask yourself, is this really serving my greater good? Right. And so many times we sit there and we go, oh, it's good. It's good. It's good enough. It's good enough. The job's good enough. Oh, it's good. When did you, when did it become acceptable to be mediocre? There's another great question. I'm all about asking questions. When did it become acceptable to be mediocre? When did it become acceptable to become complacent? And if you're complacent in your life, guess what? That's on you and that's on you to change and it won't be easy, but it'll be worth it. What time we got? 48 minutes. Let me ask, uh, oh, fuck, I'm not going to get through all these questions. Got to have to do another show just to answer the rest of these questions and the other ones that I got before. Thank you guys. Sorry about that. Um, let's see. We'll go with the next one. I'm just going to go in order because this is how they were placed in the, in the group. Jacqueline Rose said, how do you reach your dreams? How to quit procrastinating and how to communicate with people, how to get fit in mind, body, and spirit. Hope these topics help. Ooh, that's a lot. <laughs> um, let's see. That's uh, out of that. Um, we talked about getting fit pretty much, uh, in mind, body, spirit, procrastinating. We've talked about that, you know, having a big enough, why visualizing, let's talk about how to communicate with people, right? Honesty. Oh, my little kittens outside my, my door. We got little kittens. If you guys haven't been following me on social media, Simba's out there going, meow, meow. See if you can hear him. 
always hear my dog bark. We can't have a kitten. Yeah, he's outside the door. Going, meow, meow. Okay, how do you talk to people? You talk to people fucking honestly. And I'm not raising my hand again. I'm not the greatest at this. I'm not the greatest at this. Um, so when you think about that, you got to use honesty. You got to be honest with yourself first, and then you got to be honest with them. But the biggest thing with communication and communicating with people is not about what you say. Now, I want you guys to listen to me big time. It's how you listen. Listen, listen, listen. Don't just hear. Don't just hear. I talk about this in, a, in a, uh, some of my uh, training workshops that I do. The whole thing about communication and relationships. Part of that person, part of that, that presentation is listening versus hearing right? Our brain has the capacity to, 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 to think in so many words per minute. I don't know exactly what it is, but let's just say 2000 words per minute. So when somebody's talking, they talk in 500 words per minute. So guess what? Your brain has idle time. And what does it do? Oh, what I got to do later? I got to do this. I got to, oh yeah. Oh, I was supposed to be paying attention to this person. I heard 10 of the last 25 words this person said, and because I have an ego and because I'm afraid to say, Hey, you know what? I'm sorry. I wasn't fucking paying attention. We take those 10 words and we put them together and we make an assumption. Oh, I think this is what they want. I think this is what they're talking about. And we don't clarify with them. And then we go off on our happy little way and we think about, okay, this is how I'm going to serve this person. I've seen it so many times. I've watched it in business so many times in a meeting. I'm like, I know that person's not paying attention. They're going to walk away and I'll go, Hey, so how did that, how did that end up with, uh, with Greg doing that thing? Oh, he totally misunderstood what I wanted and fucking turned in the wrong thing. I'm like, uh uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. So when you're thinking about that, this thing called selective hearing disorder, stop doing it. If you don't catch what everybody is saying, if you don't catch what the person is saying, really be intentional in the moment. When I'm really intentional in the moment, I see the words pop up into my brain and I really get intentional. Or sometimes I'll repeat back the words as they're saying them in my brain to make sure that I stay my focus and my concentration because I have ADD on crack. Poof, I could go off and, and I could listen to somebody. I could type another thing and still get it right. But the body language says one thing. So that's one, that's part of, that's one part of it. Really listen intently and then paraphrase back to that person and sit there and say, so Chris, this is what I understood you say. The importance of really listening and paraphrasing back to somebody what you heard them say is, is super important. When you do that, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, when you sit there and you, you're having a conversation with your spouse, you're having a conversation with your employer, your boss, you know, whatever it might be, your son, and you're listening to them and you say, you know what, this is what I heard you say, right? You validate them. You validate them because so many times we don't feel like we're being heard. I see people sitting there. I'll be talking to them. They're like, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. no, I got it. I got it. What you're telling me is you really don't fucking care. And so when I see that you really don't care, then I really don't care to make sure that I'm caring. And so that's a, that's a lose-lose situation. So when you're thinking about that, Jacqueline, communicating with people is truly about listening, right? I think it's uh, Stephen Covey says, um, uh, seek first to understand, then to be understood. Seek first to understand and then be understood, which is a great book, by the way, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Great, great book. I learned a lot about that. So um, I, I apologize to you guys. There are four more questions from Leela. Um, I hope I pronounced your name right. It's L-J-I-L-J-A. Uh, Stochanovic Hubbard. I got your question. I got Scott's question. I got Karen's question. I got Adam's question. So what I will do is I will answer those inside the Ron and Scripted group. Uh, because I still have 10 other questions from the previous thing that people asked me questions about that I still need to do on. Um, so thank you guys for being here. I hope that this, um, I trust that this information has helped you. I would love to know in the comments what your takeaway is, what it is that you're going to apply in your life. Again, if you are interested, make sure you go to itsjustyouandmekid.com. For you guys who are visual, here, we'll just put this up here. There, look at that. Boom, boom, boom. It's just you and me, kid, doggone. 
Um, the book's going to be coming out later on, uh, early January 24, February 24. You get a bunch of extras for helping me make it a bestseller. It's going to change your life. If you like this show, if you love this show, if you love what I'm about and the Ron and Scripted brand and the No Excuses brand, um, this journey of a mother and son's survival on the streets of Southern California, um, all the different adverse situations that I experienced, the highs and the lows and the highs and the lows and the valleys and the darkest moments of my life. Um, you will definitely walk out of it, uh, uh, hopefully a, a much different person, you know? Uh, so I appreciate you guys checking that out. Um, another thing I just like to say for you guys is, uh, I have another show. It's called the unfiltered experience. We are going to be launching our new season season, uh, season, uh, Sean Connery. Uh, so Scott and I are going to be launching. It's all about leadership. So check it out. The unfiltered experience.com. I would love for you to guys to go check that out on um, the unfiltered experience.com. I think not this Friday, but a week from Friday, Scott and I are going to go live. We do seasons of the show now. And I know some of you guys know about the show. Um, so we're going to start the new season a week from this Friday. I think that is, um, what is that Chris? Um, oops, too many. What was that? So this weekend is going to be the seventh. So it is going to be the 13th. Ooh, Friday the 13th, the new season launches. I have to tell Scott that. Friday the 13th, the new season launches. So do me a favor, guys. Let me know how the show impacted you. Let me know what your big takeaway is. Let me know how I can serve you. If you're not in the Ron and Scripted group, go to Facebook and, and check it out, Ron and Scripted. You can find it. There's about 800 people in there. If you want the link, I can send you the link as well. Um, and also, please, 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 I'm going to put this in the in the link right now, but go, if you're not, even if you don't care, do me a favor, go subscribe to my podcast. If you, if you dig this, uh, subscribe to the podcast. Um, we are on iTunes. We are on Spotify. We are everywhere. Um, and I would love and appreciate you for that because you know what it does when you subscribe, it helps those numbers that I was talking about before. Um, it helps those numbers go higher. So, um, if you're, let me know in the comments, where do you get your podcast? Do you guys listen? Do you just tell me in the comments if you, if you get the podcast? That way I, so I can say thank you, but I just put it in the chat notes right there. Uh, it's on Apple, of course, which is our, our main supplier. People also listen to it on uh, iTunes as well. Some people actually go to the, um, the actual homepage for the, the show through captivate and they listen to it as well. So, um, so yes, I would love it. Appreciate you for it. If you even be willing to do that, if you go on one of those platforms and write a review, if you write a review, um, please let me know so I can just personally thank you. Writing reviews is something I don't ask people for to do much, um, but that would be another great way for me to get this out because the more reviews that are on those platforms, the more uh, awareness that it's seen on those platforms when people go to check it out. And so I would love and appreciate you for that. So there's me asking for help, David. I need your help. So if you guys go to iTunes and write a review for me, send me a copy of it. Guess what? I'll give you a, just because I'm the goodness of my heart and because you watched it all the way to this end, um, go to uh, iTunes and leave a review, send me a copy of it, and I'll give you a 30 minute coaching session. My gift back to you, because I know sometimes it's a pain in the ass to, to write a review if you're not on iTunes. But if you do that for me, I love and appreciate you. And uh, you guys get a 30 minute gift to, uh, from me to have a 30 minute coaching session with me. And uh, Patricia says here, grateful for you. I cannot wait for us to begin in January. Raw synchronicity. Yes, my dear. Uh, so that is it for tonight, guys. I am my voice is shot. Um, and by the way, stay gray. Um, I would talk about it, but I don't know if there's anything being done with that. So my shirt is gray. Uh, it's a movement uh, for us to be united. I think on the back of my shirt, it says um, unity before tragedy from Jacques, uh, Jacques Iquere. 
Uh, I'm not sure if he's still doing it, but uh, I was wearing the shirt today in honor. Um, so again, we can go out there and be brilliant. I love you guys from the bottom of my heart. Misfits for life. Go out there and be the change that you bitch about. Take care of yourself and take care of others. And we will see you back here next week on the Ron and Scripted Show. Uh, for those of you guys who are asking, because people ask me next week, we have, who do we have next week? Oops. I'm going to pass right by it. Next week, we have Martin Stark. Oh, you guys are going to dig this guy. Um, you guys are going to Martin Stark. Uh, he's going to be on the show next week. So tune in 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Join us on the live video cast. Um, and uh, we'll see you next time. Love you guys. Uh, Cheryl says here, a lot of energy. Great show. Thanks for the B12 shot. You got it. I appreciate you, Cheryl. We'll definitely connect and we'll talk stories. Uh, good night, Sean. I mean, Chris. Um, yes, good night. And uh, go out there and be brilliant. I love you guys. Stay raw and scripted. Cheers. <laughs>